0: Oh. Uh-huh. THERE ARE NO RULES IN COOKING, TASTE THIS.
1: So my name is RJ. I joined the Enco team uh, this past summer. Uh, sales manager for North America, uh, U.S. and Canada. Uh, came to the company. At, at first, it was uh, kind of a different career move for me. I had been in electronics, uh, power electronics, semiconductors. Always interested in engineering, and uh, it wasn't immediately obvious to me um, how how food uh, was a natural progression. But uh, I, I quickly fell in love with it. I found that. The engineering background and the sort of cultural uh, influence that I've always had in my life is is just a perfect uh, combination. We're here with our HLT 700XL. Uh, it's a phenomenal machine. We can say that it's our fourth generation machine. It means we've been designing this technology for years and we've been continually uh, making improvements on it. So this is the fourth generation of it. Tremendously popular. Uh, some of the foods that you're gonna do on the 700XL, you're gonna do uh, samosas are very popular, uh, pierogies uh, you're gonna do in, um, in the Middle East. There's kind of like a, a, a little cheese um, encrusted food called a buttock. Uh, you can do that with this. Uh, you can do a pot sticker. You can do different kinds of dumplings. You do so many different kinds of foods uh, through the extrusion process. So just kind of walking through it. Um, again it's an encrusted machine so you have a, a hopper where you're gonna have your filling material and you have your hopper where you're gonna put your dough material and again it's going to work through that extrusion process uh, taking the dough pushing it down and creating a pipe and then on the inside you have uh, you have your filling. So that's that's our extrusion process one of the things that we do is we keep uh, in the extrusion process we keep it cool so we pump water through this Uh, that we refrigerate and we keep it cool. Uh, A lot of pressure can build up and pressure in engineering terms means heat. You want to keep heat away from the food until you prepare it. Okay so you have this while you're running the machine this portion of the extrusion process will actually be cold to the touch uh, which is great. Uh, Moving on we have a shutter system. So this is uh, this is an assembly that very easily comes off. We have customers that have three, four, five of these. Uh, Some people just have one but this allows you to create different shapes. Okay. So with the 700XL, we do what we call two-dimensional shapes. So we do the samosas, we do the pierogies, things that if you look down on it are sort of either an oval shape or a triangle shape. Okay, we do ravioli as well with a square shape, and and we can also make custom shapes. Okay, and all of that final shape uh, is determined by the mold. Okay, so a mold, in this case, it's a shape that's a triangle, uh, which is gonna give you either an empanada or a large samosa. Okay, Uh, so operation of the machine is just as easy as well. Uh, You'll you'll turn the machine on and you have uh, four main motors that are running this machine. Okay, so there's an independent motor for the filling hopper. There's a motor that uh, connects to a couple of sprockets down at the bottom of the filling station where all of the, you know, encrust the inside filling uh, will collect before it's sent through the extrusion process. There's a motor that controls the dough. Uh, hopper and then there's a motor that's going to create or that's going to control the uh, the shutter system so how fast the shapes come out. So each of the four motors of this machine can be controlled independently. So say for example you're making an empanada and you want to have more filling in it, you can you can speed up the process that puts the filling through the extrusion process. Let's say, for example, that you wanna slow down the dough process to, you know, it's bunching up too much. You can slow that down and, you know, on the opposite end, you might wanna speed it up. You might wanna speed up the, uh, the shutter system. Okay, so you can control all of those things. Once you find the perfect combination of each one of those motors going exactly as fast as you want it to go in concert, then you're gonna save it very easily. You push a button, you'll save the state of, uh, of, of that. Uh, of that speed, of that setting, and then that'll be your final recipe for the food. Another thing that you can control, within the extrusion process, on the inside of the shutter, as the extruded food is coming out, and before it goes into the shutter system, you can actually even control how thick the, encrust, the encrusted food is. So you can have a, as an example, we'll go back to the empanada, you can have a, an empanada that either has thinner skin or thicker skin. And you can control that as well, just with a with a uh, flick of the wrist. The machine is tremendously popular because it's a low cost machine. It's very versatile, and it has a very high throughput. So it's going to do, depending on the food, it can do anywhere from say three thousand pieces up to ten thousand pieces. That's really going to depend on the food, but you're going to you're going to have a very very high throughput. And you can just start to think if you work, say, you run the machine for six hours a day. You can have upwards of 30, 40, 50, 60,000 pieces of whatever food you make, and you can start to think about how much profit you can make on every piece of food, and you'll find the machine pays for itself very, very quickly.
0: Hi, right, welcome to Tastes TV. I'm Chef Joe Simran. We're going to get started on the show today doing a few recipes, one being potstickers. Uh, we're going to get into a little bit about uh, how we're going to do my twist, my version of the potsticker. But before I do that, I want to talk about the garbage bags that I use here. That's right, garbage bags that we use on Tastes TV, because I think that it's important to know that there's other good quality garbage bags than maybe the one that you're used to buying in the stores. I want to introduce you to Hippo Sack, which is easy to lift, easy to tie, easy to carry. And we have about four studios here at, uh, at Taste this TV. And I just want to remind you that the garbage here is just tremendous. We usually have about two or three bags for each studio on a daily basis. Now one thing about the Hippo Sack bag. And the reason why we like to use it so much is because it's durability, it's strong. I mean, we put heavy, heavy amounts of food, sharp cardboard objects, a lot of broken glass sometimes, broken plates, and this stands up to the test. One bag is all you need. My favorite feature of the Hippo Sack Bag, I'm going to tell you right now, is the ability to carry it and not get those thin little hurt marks from here all the way well I don't know where your garbage can is but I know with us it's all around the block to the building so that means somebody has to carry that garbage with those thin plastic strips tearing through their hands it's not that with this case it's an easy lift it's an easy tie and it's easy to carry check them out hippo sack bags definitely wanted to get into that before today's show now talking about what we're going to actually cook today uh, and that's potstickers now, you've had pot stickers in many different ways. I mean, I've even made them and, and, and put broccoli rob in them. I mean, you don't have to stay to the traditional sense of them being either Asian or Tex-Mex. You can, you can get creative, and that's exactly what we're going to do here for you today. Uh, what I want to first do is get started on our sauce because it's going to take a little while to, uh, to heat up and actually turn down to a jelly-like consistency. So what we have is a little bit of um, pureed applesauce. And basically, I did a recipe with, with mulled cider, took the apples, pureed them, and we're going to put them in the pan like this. Next, with our knife, we're going to cut a little bit of our apple pieces in here as well, just to give it that kind of thick, rich look that I'm looking for. And the one thing I like about putting like large pieces of fruit in dipping sauces is because you can take your pot sticker and kind of look it up and get a piece of fruit in there. And then we also have this fresh ginger from Spice World. And we're going to put a little bit in that as well. And that's basically our sauce. We're going to let this cook down, get thick, and we're going to take it to another level. Now, talking about what we're actually going to do with um, the inside of the pot sticker. And we have our bowl here. And what we got is some pork, some pulled pork. We're going to put in there like so. We have a little bit of chipotle sauce. Now, you don't want to make the inside of this... Uh, packing this filling, too liquidy, otherwise it'll just fall right through the pot stick. You need a good olive oil. We're using today's Solio sunflower oil, which has got a high smoke point, great flavor, and it's got a handy-dandy pour, as you can see, which allows the oil to go into the pan a lot quicker. Really nice. And we want a good amount of olive oil in there. We want a good amount of sunflower oil in there. Good. Perfect. Next, we got that in there. What we're going to do is put a little bit of the spice. This is basically an Asian spice. It's got sesame and sea vegetable seasoning in there. And we're going to put a bunch of that in there. We take a little bit of sesame oil. And we're going to mix that. Now, I guess you, the most important thing when you're making potstickers is, is to make sure that there's a seal. So to ensure that we're getting the proper seal, you could use water, but what's even better is egg whites. And what I've done with the egg white situation is I'm using egg best that you see in front of me here. Because they have got you covered. So we're going to take a little, couple of pieces so you can see better. And on all sides, we're just going to dip your finger in the egg whites and get all sides of the pot sticker. And we'll, do, we'll do a couple of them at a time. We'll do three. It's important that you get a good amount. You know, with pasta, you can probably get away with water. Pot stickers, definitely egg whites. But, you know, you have a protein here, so it's going to help tie everything together. Okay, now we can stuff the inside of this. Now, it's very easy to mold a pot sticker. Right? Just take this side and move it over. Okay, what you want to do is just take your fingers and squeeze the ends completely so that it's completely sealed up. And make sure that there are no openings, because if there's openings, it means that you're going to be in a, in a, in a bad place. We don't want anything to actually leak out of this. We're going to take our second pot, sticker and again, the same thing. You don't use a fork with this. You use your fingers. Uh, a fork is just going to rip it, and that's we're trying to do, just the opposite here. Done. So you can see that the Eglin's Best Egg White is really going to work out well with this. Okay. If you have to, stick your finger in there and just knock some of the filling down, just so it doesn't come out of the surface here. And let's say you didn't want to do a pot sticker. Let's say you want to do a wonton, where you just dip your finger back in the egg white mixture and just fold this around like this. Now you got yourself a fried wonton. So uh, there's a few things that you can do with this. So we'll put the wonton down, and we'll put our pot stickers down. I like that wonton. Let's do another one. The just take both sides and just marry them together and pinch. Easy. Easiest pie. Okay. Now we take our dipping sauce that we had. I mean, you could use any dipping sauce you want, but. If you take a look at this, we've pretty much got the thick consistency that we're looking for. Smells delicious. And we're going to put that in our dipping sauce pan or bowl or whatever you want to call it. Now we're going to take the potstickers, turn them over. See how nice and golden brown they are? These things cook really quick. What we're also going to do while that's cooking is I have some slaw here. And this is an Asian slaw, combination of cabbage, bok choy, seaweed. All right, we're just going to put that down there. Next, what we're going to do is take our wonton, potstickers, whatever you want to call it. See how see how they blow up nicely as well. Well, I kind of tend to like the whole wonton look a lot better, personally. Put it like that. And if you want to just brush the top with, with a little bit of oil so that it shines them up a bit. Or you can even use a little apricot glaze, that's fine too. So, you know, there you have it. You have some pot stickers. There's so many variations of different pot stickers. The way they're formed, what they're put into. Uh, you can look in your local supermarket and now see frozen pot stickers. Uh, that are not half bad, you know, so you might want to consider whether or not you make them fresh. I'm a big fan of making things fresh. Uh, this way you don't have to adhere to any chemicals or preservatives or anything like that or any GMOs inside the products. Talking about the difference between handmade and machine made, and be honest with you, there's really no difference. Uh, the, fact, the fact that the machine can make it ten times or a thousand times faster than you could by your hand has no indication that there's anything to do with the taste value. So I can make you a pot sticker by hand versus one on the machine, and you're really not going to see a difference in flavor. So that's the old myth of let me make it by hand; they're much better. It's a marketing tactic. Uh, unless you're using a machine for making certain doughs, certain mozzarellas, I-, I could see that making it by hand would still hold up to some kind of value. Uh, but I don't hold anything against a good machine that can pump out quality and uh, quantity uh, at the same time.
1: Alright so now we're doing pot stickers again with the, uh, with the 700XL. Uh, pot stickers are, we call them pot stickers because they come out, they're sticky. Uh, you can see that all the, um, we're using a little bit of extra dusting uh, flour uh, in this compartment right here that's it's on top of the molding it's actually gonna give you the ability to make sure that your products are dusted uh, so they don't stick. Otherwise they can actually even stick to the conveyor. But just a delicious food. Uh, They call it a pod sticker. It's it's very similar. In a sense it kind of looks like a pierogi or a pelmeni. If you open it up you'll find that it's mostly meat in there. So pork and scallions. uh, Just absolutely succulents. Delicious. Um, you're going to pan fry it, and you'll even to like a crispy on the bottom. It, it'll typically even stick to the pan. They call it a pot sticker for that reason. Uh, but it's you know it's the kind of food where you'll fry it on the bottom. and It'll be real kind of you know browned, and the rest of it will be soft. Um, originating in China, we we're seeing it recently. It's it's becoming very popular in the United States. Uh, it's a great uh, it's a great appetizer. Um, for high-end restaurants, and we see it as kind of like bar food in a lot of places. Um, so it's one of, the, it's one of the foods that the 700XL does absolutely uh, naturally, and uh, it's great to be able to have that real thick uh, meat filling. Um, that's, that's tough to get in a machine, especially with, uh, with meat. Uh, It's it's tougher to do meat, Uh, but you can see the machine does it very, very naturally. Right now we're running at about 30% of the machine's capacity, and we're going to do probably right now about um, about 3,500 per hour at that rate. So if we're going to run this at capacity, uh, which you would call production speed, we're going to do about 10,000 per hour, so very, very high capacity. Uh, and it's a great food. So how to prepare, this is a perfect example of a food that you're going to want to automate. If You're making this, uh, make it very, very often in, in kind of like a street food in, uh, in, in China and throughout Asia. Uh, it's going to take about 10 seconds to make per hand. You've got to roll out the, uh, the dough, you get some meat, you slap it on and you form the shape. Uh, if you're really good at it, you've been doing it your whole life, you can probably do it in about 10 seconds. Or something like that. As you can see here, you can almost even look and count. We're doing about 10 per second. So that's, uh, if my math is correct, that's 100 times faster. Um, so it's just it's a perfect example of how automation uh, is going to take you, uh, can, you know, can take you to the next level or take you to where you want to be, without again looking at the uh, product really without sacrificing anything on quality. These look exactly like you would find. Uh, anywhere in an uh, Asian market. Just as important as preparing food, obviously, you have to have a machine you can clean. Um, if you, again, it's not about USDA, it's not about FDA. You, you know, you get inspected, but you want to make sure that, um, you know, you're you're keeping your food as clean as possible. Um, so you'll find in the 700 XL, it's it's super easy to clean all the parts, everything that touches food easily comes off and is designed to be cleaned quickly, dried, and put back on the machine for for future use. So, I guess we'll go up together and just Mm -hmm. take it off? Okay. So, Ivan and I will go ahead and clean it. Um, The first part that you're going to take off is the molding. It'll just comes off like a pin like that and you can, you know, it lifts up. This extrusion process right here also comes off. These are both um, uh, screw-on. I should probably get the wrench on. Okay, so everything you're going to need to take the machine apart after usage uh, we, send, we send to you. and it's essentially these, uh, <coughs> excuse me, these tools right here, everything you need to take to uh, disassemble the machine between usages. Uh, we go ahead and unscrew the, the first part where the nozzle is and there's another uh, threaded piece that we take off. go ahead and run out the rest of the again this is the extrusion process this is where you can clearly see the dough uh, being pushed through the extrusion process on the outside and the filling pipe right here so we're going to take off this, uh, just these these pieces here um, get the rest of the dough out of it we'll run the machine to go ahead and push it out You can see that all the dough has been taken out. Um, now this, this is where we pump water through the extrusion process, We we'll simply disconnect and that can stay there. And we're going to go ahead and just take off the entire assembly. Taking out now the dough screws and the filling pipe. Just a quick turn, and now we have most, you can see most of the parts that actually touch the food, they've already been taken out. We're going to turn now to the filling area. First, we're just disconnecting this refill pipe here. You can see there's the, uh, the filling screw. That's what pushes the, the filling material down uh, to, into the extrusion process. The hopper simply screws off. And the hopper gets a little bit tight. We have a wrench. You can use torque to get it off. So the filling hopper is going to come off entirely, and then we're really just a few more pieces. We'll take off, this is the, this is the portion of the machine where the, uh, all of the filling material is collected before it's sent through the extrusion process. I'm going to take these parts out. And then there's a couple of sprockets in there that they'll come out. So that's everything. As you can see, we have every portion of the process that's actually touching the food is now, you put it in a compartment, you'll wheel it over to where you can hose it down. And uh, we always recommend people have compressed air that really speeds up the process. And uh, all in all, you're looking at about 25, 30 minutes for the total cleanup process.